Hello, this is Robert Rickover at alexanderaudio.com, and today my guest is Belinda Mello, an Alexander Technique teacher who works in the Chelsea area of Manhattan and also Park Slope in Brooklyn and is also teaches at Brooklyn College. Her website is alextechmotion.com. That's A-L-E-X. T-E-C-H-M-O-T-I-O-N.com. Welcome to the show, Belinda. Thank you. I'm really happy to be here. This is actually our second interview. We we did one on Belinda's teaching, her background with the technique and her teaching in general. But in this, this program, uh, we're going to focus on her work with actors and in general the connection between the Alexander Technique and um, and acting. And in particular, I'd like to begin by asking you uh, why the Alexander Technique is an important part of so many theater training programs. Now, I know it's taught at the Juilliard School, which I believe is theater, right? Not, oh yes, yeah. it's, and it's, in, it's in many departments. In many, and mm-hmm. I, I know in England, um, I don't think there are any uh, theater schools that don't have Alexander Technique as part of their uh, part of their curriculum. So why is it? How did the Alexander Technique get to be so important in theater training programs? Well, in, an actor when they're training is training their whole self. They're not just training their body and their voice separately, they have to train themselves as a unified whole. And sometimes this is called training your instrument, which is a kind of funny metaphor because mm-hmm. an actor can't just put themselves into a little instrument case and, you know, take the subway to, to rehearsal. Right. Um, you're with yourself all the time. And so uh, one of the things that's so important for an actor to to learn how to utilize is what actors call relaxation. And relaxation for an actor does not mean lying on the sofa and watching TV. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's not that kind of floppiness. Relaxation for an actor actually means very being very present and being very alive in all their cells, really awake and ready, but not rushing. So that presence requires learning how to let go of all that excitement but also all that tension that's not necessary to really respond in a way that's necessary and in that process of letting go of tension the actor actually becomes more aware and they really have an attitude of being a lot more open so this is how the Alexander Technique comes into a program it's it's really perfectly designed to give the actor a process to learn how to be. Mm-hmm. So how how would an actor use the Alexander Technique to prepare for a stage performance or for filming? Well, it, on a performance, the you've raised the ante, right? And so this is a... The classic problem that Alexander Technique likes to address, which is what we would call very clinically stimulus and response, but very practically for the actor is how am I going to breathe and move and embody a whole set of feelings that are in a situation where there's a lot of conflict. We don't really tend 
to have a, a theatrical event or even a film that's about somebody who's having a good day. You know, <laughs> we tend to be under a lot of a lot of pressure, and so um, the actor has to do this thing, which is really not easy. They have to face what you and I would normally want to avoid in our day. And so they need to learn how to not react in that I like to hide from it way with their, with their bodies, showing that with their bodies. They have to show in their embodiment of the moment a real willingness to go ahead and go for it. So habit becomes a big thing that Alexander Technique addresses and helps an actor prepare not to bring habit into, um, onto the set and uh, onto the stage. Uh, you, you know, would, would you like an example of what I'm Sure, absolutely. Mm-hmm. There's a, currently there's a performance of a Shakespeare play going on um, on the stage in New York, and I'm going to um, purposely avoid naming it. But um, it's a beautiful production. But the one of the actors who's playing the romantic lead is able to embody the dark, troubled aspect of the character in the first half of the play. And we see it in his physicality. His shoulders round forward. His chest sort of sinks down. The problem is, is that this is also his way of being. So he's not breathing fully. And later in the play, when his character experiences love and joy, he's not able to really open his heart. And so he got a, not only got a bad review, but the play got a bad review for problems with pacing and problems with not elevating to another place, which is perhaps outside of this guy's idea of how he lives his life. But that's part of his job as an actor. And Alexander Technique would really help him to be able to embody this extended range. Mm-hmm. And I can think of an example um, that I heard about many years ago, which was uh, there's a, an old movie called The Hunchback of Notre Dame. Mm. With I think it's Charles Lawton who played the, the hunchback, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. And now there's a role that required him to really contort himself uh, during the performance. He even had to wear a special little outfit to keep to do that. And he he was a brilliant actor and i think he did really well but he also injured himself pretty badly uh, in doing in in yeah. doing that role so part it seems to me that part i'm not an actor so i'm i'm speculating here but i would think that part of being um, a good actor is being able to take on some fairly unpleasant postural sets but to be able to do it in a way that isn't actually um it's not going to, first of all, be habitual for you. You're not going to right. suddenly become the hunchback of Notre Dame. But mm-hmm. also in a, a way that you can, you can do it without harming yourself. Yes, and that's a, it's a real important thing. An actor, is, an actor wants to embody the intentions, the feelings, the impulses of the character in that situation, not an idea of what that character needs to look like. So I worked recently with a young actress who played a role 
in which she had dystonia, which was causing her to have a hunch in one of her shoulders. And one of the things we did was use a costume piece to help her out. Mm-hmm. Um, but the other thing was for her to understand that she wasn't um, – when she was intending to bring a curvation into her body because it had to do with what she was feeling and wanting to communicate versus the times in in her life on stage where she wanted was expressing the desire to move in a more open way because when we have something like that in our bodies for real we aren't trying to have a limp or a hunch we're intending to move just as you and I would be without the hunch mm-hmm. to express ourselves. Mm-hmm. Does this make sense? Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. So it's really a very exciting set of problems that the actor is addressing, which are really not that different than any other Alexander Technique student, just under, I would say, um, more intensity. More intensity, and, and that can, that leads also to the whole issue of what I guess is sometimes referred to as stage fright or <laughs> yeah. self-consciousness. Would that be a, a, a yeah. word that would be? And I, I know from working with uh, singers a lot, uh, solo singers, um, that that's a big issue. It's very common for a singer to be able to have their best performances in the shower when no one's around, <laughs> yes. and, the, and but when they're on stage, then that's a different issue. And so obviously something's different about being on stage. There's, there's an audience, but more importantly, I guess there's something different in how the, the singer, or in your case, the actor mainly, is actually organizing their body. So I assume the, that your work with actors um, addresses that issue. Yes, it does. Sometimes directly and sometimes indirectly. And this is one of the things I really enjoy working on with my young actors, students at Brooklyn College and in, and in private practice. Um, so a lot of it is what we believe is going on. If we believe we're being judged, we will be uh, reacting to that, defending ourselves in some way. So it's not an issue of pretending that no one is watching you. It's learning how to pay attention. And I call it being the witness. And as they learn to understand how to take in input from not only their, their selves, their sensations in their bodies, but also the space around them, they begin to welcome having attention on what's happening in the moment and begin to pay less attention to judging. Mm-hmm. How's it going? How's mm-hmm. it going? What does this person think? Rather, I'm extending myself into space. I'm extending myself both up and down, and I'm right in the middle of that. And in the middle of that, I can tell a lot about up and down, for instance. Mm-hmm. So right, I, I know, would think that a, a, a good actor or a good singer or a good performer of any kind is actually is actually able to get energy from the audience that helps them in their in what they're doing. Absolutely. So, so the audience it's, is no longer uh, this scary thing that you've got to deal with, but in fact uh, helps helps with the performance. The the audience reinforces the the sense that you are mm-hmm. you 
I am in the present rather than what should I be doing next. Right. When the audience is really with you, it's really like having a wonderful partner. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it, it's a, it's, there's no feeling like that for the performance, but I think there's also no feeling like that for the actor. Exactly. I mean, you know, I mean, for the audience, the yeah. audience is really excited to see an actor willing to just be there in the same room with them. Mm-hmm. It's, it's this, I think it's this magical thing about live theater. It's also sometimes can be felt in a really fantastic film performance as well. Right. So is there anything else you'd like to say on this topic? Wow. Like 50 billion things. Well. <laughs> If but, someone uh, yeah. if someone hears this interview and wants to and lives in the New York area, you can go have a lesson with Belinda and and she'll tell you those fifty million other things if <laughs> if, right. if you're interested. So <laughs> and experience those fifty million. Experience others. them as well. Yeah. And and we're gonna give uh, we're gonna I'm gonna give Belinda's website again, uh, but just. Uh, uh, a reminder that you don't have to be an actor or a performer to benefit from her work. Uh, you, you could just be someone with, who knows, neck pain or shoulder pain or backache or whatever. That's and just, right. So, um, someone who performs on the on the computer all day. Well, exactly. I mean, yeah. we're all we're all performers, really. Ultimately. We are. We are. And uh, her her website is uh, Alex techmotion.com A-L-E-X-T-E-C-H-M-O-T-I-O-N.com We'll put a link to it next to the interview and Belinda teaches in uh, Chelsea in Manhattan and Park Slope in Brooklyn and at Brooklyn College. Belinda, thank you so much for being on the show today. Thanks, Robert. It was fun. <laughs>